0: Sunday, April 11th. It is my birthday. I did turn 25 today. It is 4.41 p.m. Mountain Time, Uh, and we're here to record a podcast, and we we, we can do this whole thing where we get on here and we're like, we're back now. We've done that like two or three times. No, we sat down. We ironed it out. I've been driving across the country. We've been trying to find a good off-season rhythm, it's here. It's now. This is what's happening. We're back on Sundays. Where the heck is everybody? I'll kick this off because I'm probably in the weirdest place right now. I left Utah this morning uh, at around 1030. Shout out to Billy Donovan and uh, David Huffman. Spent 70 days in Utah just about uh, and started driving to Phoenix. but We have to record a podcast. So I'm Googling like, man, free public Wi-Fi on way to Phoenix from Utah. And there's this little town called uh, Page, Utah. There are a bunch of golf courses around here. And there's a public uh, public library right next to a jail. And in between, they set up uh, a public Wi-Fi station. And it's it's crystal clear. And And that's where I am. I'm in Page, Arizona. Uh, I just got out of uh, Zion. And now I'm in Page, Arizona. Grayson, you're closest to me,
1: I think. What, what's up, buddy? Where are yeah, you? Well, first off, uh, I'd like to say, good to, good to see y'all. It's uh, we, you know, we talk we talk off the air, but it's it's been a while since all of us have been back in the saddle. Uh, it's 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 great, man. It's it's really good uh, to be back on full tilt. I'm really really excited. I am in Los Angeles, California. Uh, just moved into a new place down by the beach, which is really really dope. Living uh, with a fellow <laughs> living with a fellow hokey in front of the podcast. AJ Morgosh, shout out to AJ uh it's been awesome man literally like getting up in the morning going on runs down by the ocean it's great i also am on actually pst we're on the same time zone now bill which is very exciting it's 4 43 p.m where i am uh can't complain dude it's just, i'm in pacific I, time Arizona's yeah. in pacific
0: time i didn't yeah, know
1: that you're in you're that. in pacific time so the, dude, that hey. dude well welcome we're happy to have you that leaves the the last son of saturday only one on the East Coast right now. Pat Finn, where you at, man? What's up, dude?
2: Hey, guys. Good to see y'all. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm calling in from Charlotte, North Carolina here. I'm at home. I'm hanging out. Beautiful day. Beautiful weather down here in Charlotte. Played some golf today. Crowder's Mountain out in, uh, I guess, King's Mountain is the town here. By the way, uh, Arizona, only U.S. state. I think it's the only U.S. state that does not celebrate. Daylight the- Savings. Daylight Savings. Does not recognize it, I guess. But, uh, yeah, you know, all things are good down here. Uh, trying to work in a, a spring Blacksburg visit uh, to come up for a ball game, which you guys will hear from, the Dugout Degenerates, the official, or I guess the unofficial fan section of Virginia Tech Baseball. Jumped on with them for a few uh, earlier tonight, so we'll play that back uh, later on this episode. But, yeah, I'm excited, man. It's good to see you guys. It's good to hang out. And uh, looking forward to kind of making, making this a more uh, a more regular thing.
0: Yeah, so uh, as addressed, we'll be back on Sundays. I know a few times we've done the lunchtime check-ins. We do have some interviews coming up. With Miss Shepard and Miss Petty, so stay tuned for those. Um, but expect a new Sons of Saturday episode on Sunday nights for your Monday morning commute, your Monday morning coffee, or whatever the heck you do on Mondays. So just be prepared for that. And uh, Pat, I gave you a couple seconds here so you could be prepared. I'm going to give you a few more seconds for your haiku that is on the fly. But as always. The Hokie Haiku and the Sons of Saturday are brought to you by Main Street Pharmacy right in Blacksburg. Lord Jeremy Counts does a fantastic job of putting the customer first. We always pledge, hey, local, local, local. They take the absolute best care of you. Jeremy's doing a great job getting vaccines out, making sure that his shelves are stocked for students and locals. So shout out to Jeremy. Check out Main Street Pharmacy. And uh, thank you so much for allowing us to do what we love to do. Pat, Hokie Haiku. Let it rip.
2: All right, here we go. I wrote this one 15 seconds ago in honor of Hokie Baseball. Uh, picking up some dubs this weekend in Winston-Salem. The boys' bats are hot, crushing the Demon Deacons. Shout out, Hokie Ball.
0: Pat, great job, as always, on the haiku. You know numbers, not a numbers guy, so fantastic job there. We've been kicking around, how are we going to do off-season podcasts? There's no football going on. There's no basketball going on. But we want to get on here. We want to chit chat with some sort of with some sort of agenda. So what we're going to do is we're going to bring to the table three to five things that are going on in the Virginia Tech community. It can be alumni, uh, campus, town, uh, athletics, season, and other athletics, anything. And these three topics, the five topics, we're just going to chit chat about. We're going to talk about it. we're going to talk about. It. So if there's something going on, tweet it at us and maybe it'll be something that we talk about, but this segment is going to be brought to you by our friends over at Roots. That's one of the things that I'm really missing over here at West. They don't have a Roots. Um, You know, Bill has gone through a little bit of a body transformation, losing 50 pounds, um, you know, really focusing in on the Whole30 and the natural, natural food without sacrificing taste because, you know, Bill loves to taste things. So, that is where Roots comes in. Roots does a phenomenal job of providing healthy food that tastes fantastic. They are right there in Blacksburg. Go ahead and download their app and use code Sons of Sat for twenty percent off of your first order at Roots. Um, so shout out to Roots, thank you so much. But to kick us off with the first topic of the first time roll around, what's going on in Blacksburg? Pat, we got some basketball news. What do we got?
2: Hokey ball, hokey b ball. <laughs> so after the season wraps up, we, we saw our vulnerabilities against Carolina in the ACC tournament. We saw our vulnerabilities against Florida. Um, that one seven-footer on Florida ate our lunch the entire game. And we have most of our production from this past season coming back next year. And it was like, all right, what is Mike Young going to need to do what pieces of the puzzle is he going to go out and find and orchestrate into the roster for next season? And we need a true, a true big man. You know, we have Mutz and we have Aluma. And Ojiako, who you know, really didn't get to start playing basketball until late in his high school career, still needs time to develop. So Coach Young goes out and gets Michael Durr from South Florida And this guy is a seven footer, weighs 250 pounds, plays the center position and is just what we need in the front court. Uh, So he averaged 8.8 and 7.9 a game last season. We played against him uh, earlier in the year when we beat South Florida, but this is a guy that is really going to help Virginia tech. Um, As far as giving us depth, in the front court, you know, we saw late in the game uh, against Florida how you know Oluma uh, and Mutz were in foul trouble. Uh, but here's here's a couple ways to think about this, and I've been talking about this with Bryce Chalkley uh, for a few weeks now. He says we need a Jack Salt. If you remember, Jack Salt played for the University of Virginia. He was a big man, you know, six ten, six eleven, seven foot, whatever. And would just stand there and would intimidate and would take up space and you know would would get what you know five points, five rebounds a game and pick up a few fouls and and really just be extremely serviceable there. Uh, we needed a guy like this. And then thinking about like lineups for next year, we could totally go big. You know, if if we have Storm Murphy bringing up the ball, lean on the wing as a shooter and then Mutz, Keviel and then Durr at the five. I mean, I, I think they're going to be very, very dangerous. And Jeff Goodman puts out in his top, top 25 uh, after, after the last game of March Madness. He has the Hokies at number 10. Uh, going in the next year's campaign, do you think he knew? Do you think he knew about?
0: Can I, can, I, can I say something real quick? Bryce is my guy. Bryce, you are my guy, and you, I, I get where you're coming from from a from a big guy perspective, which he is. Um, respectfully, this guy's from a statistics standpoint much better than Salt. Uh, Salt never averaged over four points or over four rebounds a game in his career. Jack Salt's also six foot ten. So, Durr towers over this guy at seven feet, and he's pretty close to being a double-double guy. Um, so, you know, I, I get where you're coming from, but this guy, Durr, man, he packs a punch. He's the biggest guy we've had in our roster since who the heck knows when. I know somebody tweeted uh, somebody tweeted back at Grayson, like, did you forget about KJ Blackshaw? I love KJ. I love KJ. Was KJ. Six, KJ was six nine. KJ was they not seven it. feet tall. I don't think... You know, some of you folks are going to turn on your Vizios or your uh, or your Panasonics or whatever you're watching your games on next year. you be like, I didn't know they made people this big because we haven't seen that at all. So super excited to add Dirt to the lineup. I'll tell you what excites me about him, though, is he's an 80% free throw shooter. And the ability to have an 80% free throw shooter at 7 foot, who also, also averaged around, I think it was 2.6 fouls per game, uh, playing around 26 minutes. So, A, he doesn't get in foul trouble. And, B, when he gets other people to hack him, he's going to knock down 8 out of 10 of his free throws. And that's something that has hurt us in the past. Grayson, I know you get absolutely irate when we don't knock down our free throws. So, it's great to add him to the fold, have a big guy that can knock down free throws and stay out of foul trouble.
1: I mean, I couldn't agree more, man. It's it, it, You saw how much missing free throws killed us against the University of Florida in the first game of the tournament. We make all of our free throws. It's a much closer game. It's tied there at the end. Uh, moving on though, some other news for the basketball team, Kevin Luma entered his name into the 2021 NBA draft, weighing his options as he should, very talented player. I just I'm a, I'm a little curious, like why are we freaking out? Like when he did that, people on the TL kind of kind of go, "Oh my gosh, like Kevin's going bro, Kevin's going bro." And, and, and I don't see anything wrong. With him putting his name into the draft, weighing his options, seeing what's out there, getting feedback from scouts and everything, uh, and also say he does go pro. Say he does go pro. I gotta say, if there's anyone that I trust more than anyone in the Virginia Tech athletic department right now, it's Coach M. Y. Shout out my coach, Mike Young. You know, we're gonna be all right. No matter how you you cut the cookie, it's gonna be all right. Uh, in terms of Michael Durr, I'm stoked about him. Haven't had a big body in the paint like that in a long time. The, the guy who I really think of is actually Joey Van Zurgen. That's always uh, that's always back to the uh to the Seth Greenberg days. Uh, but watched Michael Durr's tape, seems to be very, very coordinated. He's composed down low. Bill, you just said it. He stays out of foul trouble. Uh, and also I'd like to say this: assume Keve stays. And we can move him to the four with Storm Murphy coming in. And maybe even will be some Beattie sticks around. It could be a real problem next year, y'all. I'm excited. It's only going to go up. We said that even after we lost to the University of Florida, hockey basketball. There's a lot to be excited about there. So uh, it's it's all happening, if you will. It's
0: all happening. Uh, And, again, we've said this before. I'll say it again. Past season. Glowing success. We were not supposed to be in March Madness. Ended up in March Madness. A couple guys are transferring. A couple guys are transferring in and out. And we'll talk about this later in the letters to lunch pail. That's just college basketball now, you know. Uh, There are going to be guys that come in. There are going to be guys that go out. um, And that's just uh, – not even just college basketball. It's just college athletics at this point. Um, So, something just to be aware of. Uh, The next piece of news that we have here, Texas to VT, baby. we got to commit Alexander Orji – uh six foot three, two twenty-five. I love this kid's frame. I love his frame. Uh he also will repost this on our feed. Uh he posted a video, or, or his coach, or somebody posted a video of him doing some seven-on-seven seven work. The ball just absolutely flies off of his hands. Um, I think this is a guy that has a chance to come in. Be a special kid. Uh, he's doing a lot of the um, – tweeting at other recruits, really kind of – every class needs that guy uh, that kind of helps bring everything together. I've talked about it before. C.J. Revis and Marshawn, uh, Marshawn Williams were those guys in my class who were some of the first commits that were kind of getting all that excitement going. Um, I got I, – I you know, I got to speak the truth here. It, it does frustrate me that, the, you know, we get a commitment, he's on board, and the first thing is, is you know, just – Negativity and how long will he be committed? Fact of the matter is, he jumped in. He's on board. He's actively recruiting other people, um, and I'm excited about it. Uh, we are in the we're in the running for some other really big names in a really good year for the state of Virginia. Um, we'll be rolling with some interviews with recruits coming up here soon. Um, but really, really excited to add Alex to the fold. Chose Virginia Tech over schools like Michigan, West Virginia, Baylor, and Nebraska. Um, so really high touted guy. I think he's the 11th dual threat, 11th ranked dual threat quarterback, uh, per 24 seven and in the top hundred for the state of Texas, Texas is big. So take that for what it is. Um, but really excited to have him, uh, in the boat. Anybody else have anything to add with, uh, for Alex?
2: Yeah. And not, not trying to be a negative Nancy here. Um, but I, I just think, you know, this is something that we should definitely be excited about. This is a a talented kid who had great offers he has a great frame. He has great film. Um, One of the things that this program needs to do moving forward is just keeping it's, it's dual threat quarterbacks. Um, You know, just going down the line of, of Gerard Evans and Josh Jackson, um, Quincy Hendon, you know, all of them have left, kind of left the program on their terms. and, you know, it, I think Braxton Vermeister's ceiling is kind of – we haven't really seen that yet. And then we have Taj Bullock, who's another dual-threat guy who we'll get to see a little bit of this year, uh, potentially. Uh, I'm hoping he, he redshirts, but uh, who knows what type of role he plays on the depth chart after, um, after fall camp. But I, I just think, you know, moving forward, it's great that we have this quarterback committed – can we set a precedent where quarterbacks are staying in the program you know through <laughs> graduation? you know I' see Grayson over there laughing
3: <laughs> I'm, nice.
0: I, I, I'm I'm with you man it, I think that's been one of the things that's re, that's really hurt this program is just not having consistent play at the quarterback position. No, you're totally right um be nice to have a back to back starter uh, nice to have a back to back starter and also you know this. Staff has developed quarterbacks in the past, but we haven't had enough time to develop quarterbacks that for a longer enough period of time to see it really come to fruition. So uh, with that said, wishing the best of luck to Hen and Hooker. Uh, Nothing against guys that decide to kind of make their own move for their own career. Um, But something that that is a damn shame about people who do stick it out, come to Virginia Tech, graduate from Virginia Tech and should be celebrated as Virginia Tech graduates. Pat, we have some frustrating, uh, some frustrating news from the university.
2: All right. This is, you know, some people might look at this as frustrating. Some people might look at this as, you know, that's great. That's actually a good thing. This came out earlier last week. Virginia Tech will host a Class of 2020 commencement ceremony on Wednesday, May 12th at 1pm in Lane. So the class of 2020, so this is like last year's class, will actually have a commencement ceremony, uh, which is great. It's just kind of a little confusing because the class, you know, is essentially getting a a month notice for their graduation ceremony. That's going to be at 1pm on a Wednesday.
1: People have jobs. They, they, they work now. They work now. Hopefully. Hopefully. I, or they I move, hope. or,
3: or they they're move. in grad
1: school. Oh or if they're in grad gosh. school. Or like there's just so much so much head scratching on this God, one. Correct, I mean, God, correct me if I'm wrong. Did they not are did they not say previously that they were not going
2: to do something?
0: Pretty sure my, they did. Didn't they say they were not going to do something because they sent out some sort of survey? Fact of the matter is this: here's what what happened. The class of 2020
2: was was supposed to be recognized at the Northern Alabama game in September of of 2020. This was obviously before COVID was recognized that it's going to take a very long time. You know, over a year before we can gather socially again in a group like that. They were supposed to. The class of 2020 was going to be recognized. They're going to be able to go through the tunnel, run out to enter Sandman. Uh, at the football game obviously no one was able to go to the football games this past fall so that was kind of pushed off and and you know maybe they would get recognized at a future game or something of that nature um but now that you know they've gone to getting recognized at a football game to having a graduation ceremony at 1 p.m on a wednesday (laughs) you know i i just don't understand you know what went into that um as far as like you go to college to get a job, you know, no one wants to take PTO on a Wednesday so they can go to their college graduation. It just, it just doesn't, it's just a head scratcher to me. I mean, as much as I would love
1: like to come back as a graduate on a Wednesday and maybe like hit, you, can. you, 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 like, you just, it's hard. It's really hard to do that, especially a year later where it's, I mean, the, the probability that most of the former students or alumni are going to have jobs uh, yeah. And then asking the family, like, how does that even work? Like our is allowed to come? How does it, how does it work? This is
0: my problem is it is another example of, and I'm, I'm sure if I went to LSU or Southern Cal, which I never would have done or Rutgers, I'd complain about the way they handle these things, but PR at Virginia tech across the board is an absolute and utter disaster. The way that they have handled graduation, the way that they handle stuff they do with the football program, the way they handle uh, the spring game. It's just been really, really bad. And it's just got to be better. And I, I do feel for these graduates and I know a lot of this is out of the university's control. Um, but this just feels like something that's kind of just been slapped together at the last minute uh, to say, yes, we did something. Um, so, you know, thoughts out to the folks graduating this fall, or I'm sorry, this spring, the folks that graduated last spring, got a lot of love for you. I hate that this is how it's worked out. Um, wish I could say that the university did a better job handling it. Um, but, you know, it is what it is.
2: I just want to add one more thing onto that, because, you know, it's easy to, to kind of complain from the bleachers here. But, you know, even just Having some type of recognition this fall during football. There will be fans in Lane Stadium this fall. Whether you like it or not, there will be fans in Lane, Lane Stadium. I'm telling you right now. Um, do it during the fall, during a football weekend, during homecoming. You know, have that recognition. Or if you really want to be conservative and make sure that everyone can gather, push it out to next summer. Push it out to next spring and and have some type of, you know, class of 2020 reunion or official graduation type. Uh, gathering because, you know, those kids, those kids had a brutal ending to college and, and yeah, you just got to feel for them. And I think, I think it's, you know, kind of a slap in the face.
1: I, I, I think to, to, to wrap this up uh, and I'm, I'm sorry to drag us back in, but I, I think it is a slap in the face. If I were a member of the class of 2020, I would kind of feel like the university just doesn't care uh, it, it was. It's kind of half-assed, and it's a shame. So, uh, yeah, you know, moving on. Uh, Bill, moving
0: right along here, we have a new segment uh, that I'm pretty fired up about, and I've been, I've been very open about my love for the Ringer. Uh, Bill Simmons, Ryan Rossillo, and Ryan Rossillo has a segment where folks write in about uh, their problems or, or questions. Related to different things in life. It's satirical. It's fun. It's, it's com- comedical. It makes people laugh. I'm not even sure if I use satirical, right? Maybe it's I need some satirical,
1: life advice.
0: satirical. I, I need some life advice. <laughs> sons of Sat- um, <laughs> But, uh, you can write into sons of saturday, uh, life advice. You can write into life advice at sons of saturday.com. Grace and Pat and I will weigh in, uh, on a multitude of topics. We're going to see how this goes. Uh, and Grayson actually has the first bit of life advice. Um, for yours truly. So, Grayson, please uh, please take it away.
1: <laughs> okay. All right. Life advice. Uh, segment number one. I'm happy to kick this off. Bill, uh, first off, here's some of life advice. <laughs> Sounds of spelling and pronunciation. <laughs> learn how to pronounce satirical. Uh, <laughs> <gotta> <laughs> learn how to pronounce satirical, but it's fine. Um, Bill, man, I feel for you, bro. You got it cooked (laughs) you got cooked on the tl for wearing a duke jersey making an advice making an announcement in regards to life advice here's some life advice don't wear a duke jersey when you're a diehard hokey like come on dude like hey listen all day all day i get it you're a celtics fan diehard one of the most diehard celtics fans i've ever met in my entire life you're a Jason Tatum fan. That's great, dog. Get a Jason Tatum jersey, a green Jason Tatum jersey. Don't ever wear a Duke blue Devils basketball jersey. Do not ever. I, I, you know, you can you can have like a, a a collection of jerseys you like to wear. That's great. Never, ever, ever wear a Duke basketball jersey. I don't care if it's Zion. You should never wear a Zion or JJ Reddick. Like never stoop so low. We do not like Duke here. Uh, yeah, and, and full transparency, dog, you were just begging to get roasted out here. I was, I
0: begging. was. You I signed was. up, and I and I deserved it. I deserved it. I think I think Pat shot me a text around like <laughs> noon on work day. and was like, "Dude, you're getting dragged for wearing a Duke jersey." I'm like, "You know what? I'll own it. I I deserve this. This this is fully warranted." Um, I hate
1: to do this on your birthday too, man. I know it's your birthday.
0: No, 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 like, no, no, no. Dude. Yeah, man. But this is the thing about birthdays that people get wrong. I didn't do anything to make this my birthday. Like it's, you know, it's just, it's just another year of another year of wisdom, you know? So that's all that it is. No need to, no need to hold back. We're always, feedback is a gift and I appreciate that gift on my birthday.
2: Yeah let's, <laughs> um, let's, yeah. let's leave the Duke jerseys in, uh, in 24. How about we do that?
1: <laughs> leave, the, uh, leave the Duke jerseys in Durham, you know? That is true.
0: So we actually, um, We have letters from the lunch pail coming up and they are brought to us by the hub in Blacksburg. Look, if you want a next level living experience, an absolutely fantastic place to be and to be the first person ever living there, check out the hub in Blacksburg. They have some awesome initiatives going on. Lauren is leading it. Um, We're giving away gift baskets for people. Um, We have, you know, they're very community involved. They got this cool little little Range Rover golf cart thing they take folks around in. All of that aside, though, if you're looking for the most upscale, awesome living situation you can potentially have, please, please check out the hub and let them know that the Sons of Saturday sent you. The first letter of the lunch bell. I want to read, it actually comes from the Wimbish family. Uh, it comes from Robert Wimbish at R Dub Hokie. Shout out, Uncle Rob! What's up, Robert? Uncle Rob, what's good? <laughs> uh, so he basically was looking for a Cartier Diara uh, update, which, completely honest, I had no idea what was going on. So I put on my work-sided, do some internet research cap to find out what's going on, uh, and came across an article by Mark Berman at The Roanoke Times. And uh, after using a quick page control F search, fifth year senior point guard, Cardio Diarra will, not be, returning to tech. Diada will mm-hmm. not be returning to tech to use his extra year of eligibility. According to coach Mike Young, um, the Kansas state transfer opted out in the season in December after only playing four games for the Hokies. So happy trails, Cardio diada. Uh, But that, um, that puts a bow on that. Pat, our next letter from the lunch sale or, or a, a double doozy here from the letters in the lunch pail.
2: So this next one comes from Steve Bryce. So Steve says, serious question for the week. Uh, how in the hell are we so depth depleted in year six of our current football program from the O-line to QBs to wide receiver? Serious question. How is this not clear incompetence by our current staff? Um, Steve,
1: great question. Uh, seriously, uh, no spins here. I think depth, honestly, going into this season is going to be a big issue. The QB room consists of Braxton Burmeister, Knox Catum, freshman Josh Forberger and freshman Peyton Kemmerlin. Uh, the only one we've really seen play out of this lot is Braxton Burmeister and not to discredit the other two, but lack of reps between all of the backups as a collective, uh, absolutely horrifies me. Um, and so, if Braxton Burmeister were to get in- seriously injured and were out for a few weeks, it's like, dude, we might be in for a long season. Uh, we talked about it earlier. QB development has been a problem, to say the least, under this regime. Obviously, losing Hook and QP that one hurt big time. And we also mentioned this earlier too. We haven't had a consistent starter in five years. You know, I guess one could argue maybe Josh Jackson. Uh, You know, he, he started that second season against the Seminoles and then he got hurt and ended up transferring Uh, as far as other depth in other positions is concerned if the portal giveth and the portal taketh away, you know, we, we lose talent like Doug Nestor to West Virginia, but then we get talent like Jordan Williams on the defensive line at Clemson university, which is awesome because it's a premier college football program. Uh, You mentioned wide receivers as well, Steve, I think actually. On a more positive note, wide receiver is one of the positions where a lot of young guys have the chance to step up. Obviously, they play Trey's senior season, Tavian Robinson. Uh, I am excited to see Tyree Saunders, Showtime, play, uh, and Jaden Payette uh, play. Uh, I think that this will definitely be a season where the torch is passed to those two gentlemen.
0: Yeah, I agree. I'll, I'll weigh in here, too. Uh, I agree. De- death is certainly is certainly an issue, um, but I, I, I don't necessarily agree with the positions that you listed. Um, like you said, Grayson, actually wide receiver is one of the more exciting positions for me. Um, I'm interested to see if we get uh, James Mitchell out somewhere outside of the tight end position uh, to get him some mismatches. Uh, you got Trey Turner, who's going to come back and have a hopefully, fingers crossed, have a healthy year this year. Jane Payute have a healthy year this year, uh, and some of the other folks like uh, Fairs and uh, some other guys step up. So, and I think I think something that would be huge for that room too is consistency at the quarterback position. Right? Um, we saw Braxton, we saw Hendon, we saw Braxton, we saw Hendon, then we saw Knox. Like, I want a season where we have one quarterback throwing the ball, a little bit of consistency, and finally an off season where these guys are getting some chemistry. Um, I would say if I have to pick a position, a couple position groups that really scare me a little bit, uh, it's probably running back and offensive line right now. Uh, offensive line, I think, has a really solid five or six guys. Outside of those five or six, there's much to be desired. Um, I think, uh, you know, we, we have to stay healthy up front. And running back, it's not a depth issue. It's almost – it's almost too much depth without anybody that's really done anything yet. Um, and you know, I'm really hoping that somebody can step up in that room. Uh, so running back and offensive line are definitely the two positions to me to really keep an eye on. I think our, our defensive backfield looks great. I think the linebacker position will be improved, uh, defensive line as well. Um, but running back and offensive line are definitely the ones that concern me the most. Um, and then, uh, go ahead, Pat. Sorry.
2: Yeah. Um, I was going to say, as far as um, from a wide receiver perce- uh, perception here, wide receiver was definitely one of the one of the Achilles heels of our team last year because you had guys who, you know, Chanka Hodge and Evan Ferris, you know, had barely gotten to practice with the team before they joined the team. And then, you know, Trey was hurt. Other guys were battling stuff or, you know, had just joined the program as well. I think – that, I mean, I'm, I'm really thinking that that could be a, a position group that takes a step forward this year just because, you know, you have everyone coming back, but also some of the newcomers as well um, from the class of 2021. You know, Jalen Jones, a uh, good athlete out of Richmond. Daywon Lofton had probably my favorite tape out of the 2021 class. Um, he's a Texas wide receiver. Gives me Eddie Royal vibes there. Um, Dallin Wright is another one. Um, who might be able to see some action this year as well. So I think um, in the wide receiver room, um, it's not even necessarily roster management, but more so um, we're going to have more numbers to work with this year, which should be to our benefit. And then guys like Changa and Evan Fares, um who've had relevant college football experience, um, you know, will be able to kind of get a full spring in fall camp under their belt too.
1: The second part of Steve's question is one last question for the podcast. How much lease does, how much, excuse me, how much leash does this staff get in the fall for losses associated with depth issues of their own creations? Uh, I'll, I'll start this one as well. I Steve personally cannot speak for Bill or Pat uh, 2021. I mean, y'all know at the end of this past football season, I, you know, I minus the UVA when I was very fed up uh, if that was not blatantly obvious, uh my my thought process is this we don't win eight games at least as a Hokie fan you kind of owe it to yourself to be ready to move on from this regime if you aren't you're only going to watch the program slip farther into mediocrity is that a tad harsh yes is it also the truth yes also I'll put it this way my indifference for an upcoming Virginia Tech football season has never been higher uh you know we talked about this towards the end of last season the fan base has started to become a little bit apathetic and that is something you never ever want Uh, but I am because my expectations aren't that high right now and it sucks it sucks so much because I'm we're all just such diehard Hokies and we all care so much about the the well-being of the program Uh, but it's it's been hard this offseason there's just not a whole lot that I'm truly excited about bill and pat bill how do you feel man like i'm i'm really curious because you've been in that i
0: think you know
1: i actually no i
0: i I agree i agree with with everything you just said uh winning is the golden goose we haven't done it recently and that's absolutely what has to happen um so i'm not gonna you know disagree with you on that at all i actually went a little bit of a different way answering this question um uh just to go down kind of the depth issues or the or to answer it more along the lines of the transfer portal Uh, and I actually think that the transfer portal has actually been, and Pat, you've, you've had a segment about this last year has been a huge net positive for Virginia tech at this point. Um, I think we've been pretty solid in the portal adding guys like Khalil Herbert. Where is this football team without Khalil Herbert last year? Where is this football team without Amari Barno last year? We added guys like Hoffman. We added guys like Hazleton, although we lost them, we did add Hazleton through the transfer portal. And then where is that 2016 team without Gerard Evans? Um, The transfer portal, like you said, has taketh and giveth away, Um, but we have really kind of come out in the positive end of those things. If you go ahead and you dive into the transfer portal this year, uh, based upon how many many guys have left programs uh, through the transfer portal, Virginia Tech has lost 10 guys this year. In the transfer portal looking across the rest of the ACC Florida State has lost 14 UNC has lost 16 guys in the transfer portal that's only with one guy coming in from the transfer portal Georgia Tech has lost 18 kids in the transfer portal and Louisville has lost 13 sadly I this is the new college athletics deal right now um you know are we mad at coach young for losing the guys that he's won granted coach young has won. And I, that's why I agree with you, Grayson. And I'm deferring to you on that part of the answer. We need to win. We need to win football games. That's what it comes down to. Um, but in terms of depth um, you know, I think we've added, I think we've lost um, and you know, it all kind of has panned out the way that it's panned out. So um, we're going to see what happens. I think eight is a very fair uh, is a very fair number for this season uh, as, as a kind of a judge of whether it's going or not going. Um, but that's kind of my opinion on the portal and guys leaving and guys staying.
2: Yeah, as far as the portal goes, I think this year it's kind of leveled out um, as far as like this last cycle. Just because losing guys like Nestor and Brian Hudson, I mean, our offensive line is is more or less depleted. Um, but that being said, I'm, I'm definitely on the, on the same wavelength as Grayson, uh, with things are, things are going to get ugly if, if we can't win eight games this year, you know, we got another manageable schedule. We got three, three of our toughest games are in our first five, you know, Carolina week one, West Virginia on the 18th of September, and then Notre Dame at home on October 9th. Um, so that's going to be a test and, and early tests, but as far as I'm, you know, the way that I'm thinking about this year, And because recruiting is kind of going to be um, more so on the back end, as it seems, just because these teams are these kids are playing their junior seasons right now. And we probably won't be getting commitments or more commitments in volume until the back end of the cycle. It's hard to get excited about things. Um, But, you know, we're kind of in the mindset or I'm in the mindset that we're going to show up on game day to see our family and to see our friends and to have a good time and to win the tailgate. And if we win the football game, that's gravy, but the apathy in the program, you know, we can be optimistic, but at the same time, it's like, I don't really know. You know, I just, I want to be excited, but I also don't want to be fooled. So I think we'll we'll learn a lot that first weekend and we'll learn a lot uh, just from September in general. But um, I I don't think the leash is very, very long here. uh, Steve. Uh, with Coach Food this year. So we got to perform. So another question here from Grant Watson. Do y'all see someone in the RB room emerging as a feature back this year, or do you think it will be a rotation of different running backs? Uh,
1: I think Bill said it best, really. Uh, he, you know, there's a lot of guys. I think the person we've seen the most out of is Keyshawn King. Uh, but there's a lot of guys. We have so much depth at the running back position. I think King more than <laughs> – King more, King more than Jalen. Don't
2: disrespect I, Holston. I, I okay. All right. No, don't All don't right.
1: get Pat mad. I, yeah, I'm, 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 I, <laughs> don't get I, Pat Jaylen, mad. Jalen Holston. I was I was riding that high so much, especially after that Miami game. Are you kidding me? No, Holston's a stud. Mm-hmm. Huh? I was like, Hol Holston's a vet, dude. Like out of the kind of the younger guys, I'm saying King is the only one we've really seen flashes of, Um and then Blackshear, obviously, you know. He played last year, but not enough, I think, for me to really get a good understanding of, of his game. Uh, and I haven't, full transparency, and, you know, I, yeah, and and I just haven't seen as much of his Rutgers tape for, for really me to to know, uh, uh, to kind of how, how he can efficiently help us. I'm not saying that he can't at all. I think Blackshirt's a very talented football player, but uh, you know, you have even more guys like terry Wheatley, Jordan Brunson, and Marco Lee fighting for reps too. And it's like, if if any of these, you know, I guess those first three is what I'll call them, uh, get in any kind of trouble with injuries or anything like that, you know, the, these younger guys like Wheatley and Brunson and Marco Lee are going to have an opportunity to step up. Uh, and- I would I would suggest uh,
0: I would suggest throwing on that uh, that Rutgers tape because it is fun to watch um, the how they used him uh, in New Brunswick, but I would say. I think it's definitely going to be a committee type deal uh, where a lot of guys are going to get, get to see the ball. Um, I, I'd love to see Kenji get some kids t- some reps. He has a different body type than any of the backs that we have. Yeah. Um, it's all kind of, it's kind of a race to get him, him ready to go and him in college game ready shape and uh, size. Um, but I'm really, really excited about that young man's potential.
2: Yeah, we do have a lot of talent in the 2021 class. Kenji Christian's, you know, 6'2", 200. And then Malachi Thomas and Chance Black are also two studs that'll come through. So, I mean, this room has so many guys. Yeah. And it, I mean, it will be a challenge for Coach Lecht, uh to to decide who to put out in the ones.
0: Next question comes from Adam Roth. Uh A fellow scribe, son of Saturday. What is Billy's favorite cake? Since it is his birthday, of course. Um, The easy answer to this question is cookie cake, but I think that's cheating. I don't really think that's cake. Um, What the heck is that? Cookie cake. I'm sorry, cookie cake. Uh, No, not cookie cake. I'm sorry. Uh, Cookie cake is good. Ice cream cake. Ice cream cake is the easy answer. I think think that's kind of a kind of a cop out. Have you never heard of cookie cake, Pat?
2: What's cookie cake? It's Dude, just a, it's, a, like, it's a
1: massive cake that's made out of cookie dough. It's really good. It, it's it's basically like a giant cookie. Like you. So, you yeah. go to, so,
2: why is that a cake and not a pie? I don't understand. That's that, that.
0: that, that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. That's why I think like that's kind of an unfair that's kind of an unfair answer as well. So to me, I have this manifesto of things that you don't like growing up, and then you start liking when you're like you know an adult. And I'm not claiming to be an adult by any by any stretch here. Um, I I have my moments, um, but. Cheesecake, I love cheesecake. Like I never liked cheesecake growing up. My grandfather always got it at the Seville Diner, um, and cheesecake is a hit. I crush cheesecake, but then I made the mistake of looking at the menu at Cheesecake Factory. They have like 1,800 calories per slice of cheesecake. So I don't even know how that's <laughs> possible. Um, I'm still going to eat it. I-, I love cheesecake. That That's my answer. Um, so I'm
1: going to go with cheesecake. Does anybody that's else? A- That's a very – I feel like that's a – cheesecake is a big Jersey thing. I I think cheesecake is a big Northeastern thing. Like for me, uh, you know, down in Virginia, uh, we're – my family, we love pound cake, man. Uh. Pound cake is – I'm also an angel food cake guy, but those one-offs, like pound cake, Mama G makes great – sponge cake. cake rules yes. rum yes. cake yes. is aw- i love cake <laughs> i
0: think i think but honestly birthday cake doesn't do it for me like the typical like let's go to kings or stop and shop and pick up a, a like a birthday cake well
2: well why why are you going to kings or stop and shop
0: well, that's where Mama and Papa Mitchell go. Where should
2: we go? No, you, Mama and Papa Mitchell got to get in the, in, the, uh, in the kitchen and make you one from scratch. Oh, yeah.
3: cool. come maybe, on. Maybe it's I know
0: fired. Honestly, I may have a bone to pick with, with, with my parents then. Listen, <laughs> uh, mom, usually- every
2: every birthday, she makes myself and my other family members the cake that we like. And it's usually yellow cake with chocolate icing. And it is absolutely incredible. That does sound good. It's simple, and it's easy, and it's amazing. So good. I will say this: cupcakes are stupid. Can we just can we put
0: that out there? cupcakes i'm 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 out on cupcakes that's that's a hot take because it's kind of gross because it's gross to watch other people eat it because you have the some people that like lick all the icing off and throw out the rest of the cake that's hashtag wasteful then you have the other people who like bite into it where it's it's too big to eat it in one bite but then it's like weird to take one bite yeah then you have the person who like picks it off and you get all the crunch like it's keep your keep your cupcake. it's stupid. I, I
2: had, had a I had a cupcake probably two hours ago. It was a it was a master's cupcake. Mm. Um, went to a little master's cookout, but i I do agree I think I think cupcakes are an interesting concept. I really liked the cupcake. thank you. There
1: are very good cupcakes, just to be fair. well last last thing before we move on. Uh, how do you all feel about red velvet? Y'all, red, good, great. Good. Red, great. Great. Red, red velvet. Does anyone not good. like that? I don't know, dude. Well, dude, I, there's a place out here in LA that does a red velvet cupcake with cream cheese ice cream, and it tastes like cheesecake. So, Bill, when you when I you're out your dog, I'll yeah, we gotta go. I'll say
0: double last thing on the thing. So, my my usual thing on my birthday is my dad makes phenomenal blackberry or peach cobbler, and we put some uh, put some uh, put some ice cream on top. Sounds I'll take awesome. that every cake. I'll take that every cake every time. And I love carrot cake. Carrot cake's good too. Yep. We're, we've belabored the cake point. Um, <laughs> so Pat did sharky shout outs with the dugout D So sons of pivots, we're doing smiling shout outs brought to you by the Chesapeake Center for complete dentistry, absolute best in the business, whether you need them cleaned, whether you need them straightened, whether you just need them put straight in, you're just missing teeth. Dr. Do- Dr. John Cranham has you covered. He also speaking of covers, you got to check out his book cover to cover. Like, see what I get there? See what I did there? Double Very on turn, was, uh, uh, Check out the Cornell effect. Fantastic, fantastic stuff. Um, but my shout-out goes to um, – shout-out to the Virginia Tech women's lacrosse team. Um, Taylor Kasky, obviously, son of Saturday. MC uh, McCarthy has been on the show as well. But to shout-out everybody, Caroline Allen, Angie Benson, Taylor Kasky, Emma Crooks, Carly Goats, Killy Kettle. Kylie Kettle, that's a fun name. Uh, Lay Lingo, that's another fun name. Mary Claire McCarthy, Paige Petty, Riley Reed. We have a lot of double double letters. Riley Reed, Paige Petty, M C M L L K K. I mean, there's a lot of them. Kara Reichart and Kendall Welch. Congratulations, um, and uh, hey, best of luck in your in the next phase of your career. Go be great in whatever is next. That goes for every athlete. Uh, whenever your senior day does roll around.
1: Um, proud of you uh love you guys and best of luck moving forward oh my gosh that's great a lot of uh, sons of alliteration a lot of alliteration going on with the names i'd like to shout out right? to i you.
0: was like what's going on here Am I being- <laughs> <laughs> what's going
1: on yeah yeah uh shout out to caroline arnold uh a fellow or former i guess i should say very sad la hokey she uh uh, very, very good friend of mine. Bill and Pat have both met her when uh, when they came out. She actually just moved back to the East Coast. Another one bites the dust on the West Coast. Back to the East, she's going to go work in D.C., but has always been a huge supporter of the podcast. Just a great friend and confidant, so definitely going to miss having Carol around here for sure. Uh, Carol go be great. Uh, second person I want to shout out is DJ Harvey. I've been seeing his tape all over the Twitter TL, and, you know, on this coming Friday, I know Sierra Canyon has their last game of their season. I want to go watch him play so badly. Unfortunately, well, not unfortunately, but I do have the second dose of the COVID-19 vaccine on Friday. And uh, from what I've heard, that uh, makes you a little sick. And so I'm, I'm, I'm very interested to see how my body responds to that. So I, I unfortunately don't think I'll be able to make it, but I'm excited to see uh, – DJ Harvey in a Hokie uniform. He's a kid's been balling out. So uh, guys, man, this is so much fun. It's good to be back. Y'all. It's been a it is. minute. You know? Pat, I know we have the dugout DJ.
0: So I'll give you the chance for smiling shout outs. And also uh, what do we have coming up next year?
2: Yeah. So I uh, just want to give a shout out to, uh, to our affiliates, sons of sat Irish sons of sat national uh, Tyler and Luke. And then Josh, and rossi three stacks give them a follow listen to their podcasts they're awesome and uh yeah th- that's pretty much it for me for shout outs but uh, yeah buckle up we got the dugout degens coming up they're a fun group they're a fun a time in blacksburg this year or next year because they're gonna keep it rolling jump in you know sit behind them and uh and get your popcorn ready listen to their fun jokes and uh enjoy All right, everyone. It is seven o'clock on the nose, Sunday night. Masters are wrapping up here. Matsuyama's got it in the bag. Boys, I got I got on a, a few uh, a few degenerates here. The dugout degens. Listen, established 2021. We have the Virginia Tech baseball team's official fan section here, the dugout D Gens. This isn't the Castle Guard, you know, this isn't uh this is a new type of fan section. Fellas, how are we doing today?
4: I'm pretty good. Just finished up watching the Masters, too. Like you said, guys got in the bag. <laughs> fantastic right, fantastic so, Sunday.
2: So we, uh, we got the guys that are calling in from Web Street in Blacksburg, Virginia. And uh, I guess, you know, since this is a format where I got all three of you guys on the line at the same time, uh, we'll go one by one. What's your name? You know, just a little backstory, where you're from, what do you do at Tech, and then how you guys all know each other. Um, So, hat, go first. My man with the hat. Uh, um,
4: Yeah, that's me. Uh, My name's Joe Matthews. Uh, I'm a sophomore at Tech. Um, uh, From Lynchburg, Virginia. Uh, My dad went to Tech, so he kind of threw me into the loop with Virginia Tech Sports from a really young age. Um, And... Like, once we started doing the DJs, I told my parents about it, and my dad eats it up. He thinks it's the best thing ever. So I kind of – I played baseball in high school. We all played baseball in high school. Um, so we kind of know our way around uh, heckling heckling some uh, baseball players. So we kind of um, – yeah, just, just started doing it together. I, I, these guys, like, it's so much fun just being with – especially these two. So, you know. Uh, I'm,
5: I'm Chris Chuchel. I'm a junior here at Tech. Uh, I actually transferred in. I, uh, after my freshman year, I went to a school called SUNY Maritime in the Bronx, New York, where I, I played division three baseball. So that's where my, uh, heckling really got, uh, refined to a a professional level. Um, you know, was rode the bench there all the time. So, and I, I was, I was the heckling guy over there as well. Learned a lot from the guys in the Bronx. So, uh, decided to carry it over here hadn't been to a baseball game prior to this year um or maybe one or two but you know just like you said just big baseball fans and uh we're we're all in beta beta theta pi uh i've been roommates with justin dever here since i guess the last two years now um and uh yeah it just it just it's been steamrolling it's been a great time so so I'm Justin Dever. Uh, I'm from South Jersey, uh, junior finance major. Pretty much, I mean, same thing as these guys. I mean, i played competitive baseball my entire life, you know, all since I was a little kid. So definitely when you're around the game for a long time like that, you definitely pick up on a lot of chirps and a lot of heckling. So it's kind of just built over time. And then we kind of had the opportunity to come out to one of the games for like the, you know, when Virginia Tech was allowing fans. And we kind of just kind of let loose, had at it, and just had, just had some fun with it.
2: Yeah, so that's kind of how it all started. So, you know, football season, can't go to games. Basketball season, can't go to games. And then Hokie baseball gets going, and we find out that not only can 1,000 people attend the game, but there's going to be students who are allowed to go to a student ticket allotment. What was your guys' reaction when you found out that you would potentially be able to go to Hokie baseball games?
4: I mean – choose kind of lot of the story on um, how like, it actually like, got going. but once we found out that we had like the possibility of actually being able to go to a sporting event after pretty much a year without any sports at all, it was it's ecstatic. Just I missed the first game unfortunately and then I hop in and we haven't missed one since. but just I think recently the, just this year it's kind of been hard for a lot of students just because you don't really have that sense of hokey pride. you don't have people on campus all the time. you don't go to class, you don't see you know, you don't see people every day. Um, so kind of over the past, I guess it's been going on for a month and a half now, kind of, that's kind of like been the place where you can just go and have it let loose, have a good time, uh, kind of feel the hokey pride again. Um, went to a softball game too. That was a good time. And, um, some of the parents there loved it too. Um, just being able to yell, let's go Hokies again is just a a phenomenal feeling. But yeah, Chooch can talk about too, how it really got, got going. Yeah.
5: How it started were just a couple of our other He's brought it up the day before the first game in the UNC series, and was like, "Hey, the lottery open up opens up for um, UNC game tonight at midnight. Weather's supposed to be nice. Like, let's let's go to my place before. Let's drink and let's go have a good time. So it was kind of. I don't think any of us really planned on staying the whole game and and having it become what it became. But there was just about I don't know ten of us." met up at our buddy's house over at center street like i said had a few drinks showed up grabbed a couple more drinks which then led us to sit behind the dugout or next to the dugout because we're not allowed to bring the alcohol out into the grass area down the left field line so that was the reason why we were in that spot in the first place was because the police officer said hey you can't take the alcohol down there but um I don't know. Like like he was saying, it's just
4: because of one beer.
5: Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. But uh, yeah, no, I I guess to answer your original question, how we felt when the tickets came out. I mean, to be honest, we didn't think this was going to be a thing where oh, we're going to consistently start going to every baseball game now. But after we all had such a good time during the first game, now it's. You know, we, we have, we had a, made some connections with some of the players. So in terms of tickets, they're able to, to hook us up with some of their friends, friends and family tickets. Um, so we don't have to worry about getting in the lottery.
4: I remember that um, too, we found out about the lottery and we all entered, got tickets, super easy to get tickets in. But then there was some, they had to change the way that the tickets were working because so many people started coming to the games and everybody was hitting the lottery. And I remember, I it was series in the FSU series um the second game we had a we had a, did we have a good first game against FSU I don't know if it was the first F- game FSU we won the first, first game, game and then yeah. lost the next two I believe yeah well that so we had that first uh Friday game against FSU it was a great time we won then lottery for the next day they sell out in 53 seconds the lottery was completely empty. 300 no student way. tickets were given out in 53 seconds. Yeah. So, kind of, everybody's kind of jumped on the wave now, especially with the weather, weather getting better. But now they have to change the way that the lottery works because so many people were getting out them just – they are selling out so fast, I'm concerned. I think going off that, too,
5: like, that first UNC game, like, the first time we were there and we really started tripping, like, we were probably, like, the only students there, especially, like, towards the late innings, um we were like the only ones really in that section behind the dugout so like when we were yelling and like chirping the batters like it was like echoing throughout the whole stadium and that was kind of where like we really felt like we were making the most impact and that's kind of what like I guess kind of put the spotlight on us to an extent and then more and more people started coming and kind of joining in that little student section we kind of created uh and kind of just you know went off from there but I just remember that first game vividly like you could hear everyone was like dying laughing what we were saying all the parents were behind us like that was really what I would say stood out for me.
2: So this is a two-part question. Um, You know, the three of you guys go to some of those initial games and, you know, you've kind of really brought the hype around in Hokie baseball. Uh, Other than the team and the home run hammer, of course, you know, we can't leave that out because they've been performing so well this year. Uh, How how large in size, you know, has the biggest crowd of students been, um, would you say? And then two, you know, other than chirping, uh, chirping batters. What are other you know types of chants or like traditions that you guys have kind of got going in the stands? I'll,
5: I guess I'll take this. Um, largest size. Well, I'll, I'll ask you guys about it too. Largest game in size. It was one. It was a night game. Remember? I'm trying that to remember the,
4: where we got that first picture. Or that remember the the picture of you? So that was uh, a UNC. That was and a, a UNC the,
5: FS, the FSU series was the most crowded. like
4: yeah. – because we had people that were texting us are like. Um, just say, no, you're probably not going to get into the game tomorrow. Like, we're all hit – like, me and all my girls are, like, going to hit the lottery right at midnight. Like, you're not getting tickets. And that, that was definitely the FSU series. That second day, and that was probably – in our one section, we probably had thir- 30, 30. More than that. 30s, probably,
5: 50, like 50 yeah, people. Yeah, and then, I mean down, – Down the left field line, there were probably around another 100 students or so mm-hmm. down the line. I mean, it's – I mean, obviously, they give out however many student tickets, but in terms of um, that one section, we probably had like a couple hundred people packed into that, that one area in behind, next to the dugout and then down the line. But, yeah, definitely that, that I would say, either Friday or Saturday game against FSU, um, that first game. Um, what was the second part of the question? Oh, some of the other, other than heckling the batters. Uh, some of the other ones we just, you know, these are all spontaneous. So no, we never really –
4: we like
5: to do our research. We do we do a lot of yeah. background research. But, um, uh, yeah, so just some of the other random chants, though, or not even chants, like when the opposing team is pitching and a plane flies by, everyone in the stadium starts, like, yelling plane and, like, points out the plane and tries to get the pitcher's uh, attraction away from the batter, try to, get, try to get him to maybe step off. And we have had a pitcher step off quite a few times during that situation. Um, there is actually an older gentleman – who always sits next to us at home games and he was the one that gave us the idea to do the left right after a strikeout he's like hey like i know at the basketball games when a guy foul, fouls out they do you know left right or after someone airballs you constantly yell airball every time he touches the ball he's like why don't you guys do left right after someone strikes out I actually i wish i knew that guy's name because i'd say it because he's at every single game but <laughs> We've had some good situations with that. We've also had a like few that, situations right? uh, backfire. Yeah, yeah, can talk about that one. I can go into one here. So this was, I want to say, the UNC Series too. I think – I forget the kid's – I want to say it was, like, Soretti, Something Seretti, like that. Yeah. He was a shortstop. Like, he was having a terrible series. He might have been, like, over 10 for the first two games. And, like, somehow like, I pull up his, like, Instagram and, like, find, like, his ex-girlfriend or something like that. And uh, – you find out his girlfriend cheated oh, yeah. on. Yeah, no, no, no. I think it was he cheated on his girlfriend. Like some kid came like running over and was like, Yo, I went to high school with this kid. Uh like he cheated on his girlfriend. So it was like dead silent. It was like, I don't know, two two count. Like, oh, it's ready. Everyone knows you cheated on your girlfriend. And then next pitch, kid just hits a moonshot right off the batter's eye in center field. I'm like, all right, I'm I'm done for the day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we've definitely some of the churfs definitely have backfired. Uh we're, trying to,
4: we're trying to get a – not everybody that goes to the games have played baseball before, so they aren't very educated on the proper baseball chirping etiquette. Um, so it's we have one guy who goes out and for some reason me and Shoot are trying to like get it into his head that you can't say like, here we go, thirty for the other team and like not know that you're not cheering them on.
5: Like he, like they think they think that when we yell at the other team and say like, Hey, like 30, like we're in your head, bud. He thinks that some of the guys think that when you just say the player's number, they're in their head. So like he just said, we'll have buddies that'll be like, like 30, let's go. Like, come on, dude, let's go. And he's just like cheering them on, like directly cheering for the other team. So we've had a little bit of a struggle with that, but we're trying to integrate everyone into the the baseball, baseball mindset and learn about, the proper baseball chirps, but it's, it's made, that's made it even more fun to hear some of the things that, you know, people are saying that have never really been to a, a baseball game in person before.
4: I'd say that over on yours, probably two and a half, and the number of times each game or two, just a turn. I'd be like, you can't say that. Yeah. You know, don't say that. <laughs> it, 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 we're trying to educate them. or yeah. whatever.
5: Yeah, I would say, too, even more of the, the chirps in terms of, uh, you know, not just batter chirps but pitching chirps. So, like, anytime a pitcher throws the ball in the dirt, that's a dirty ball. So everyone's like, dirty ball. And that's, like, our, our go-to. And then uh, anytime there's a ball, it's like, good or uh, leave it. So I'll give a big loud, like, leave it. That's my favorite.
2: <laughs> that is awesome. The baseball culture. And I mean, just the fun. It sounds like a ton of fun. I'm gonna try to come up to a game next weekend, actually. But um, so, so you guys, um, as far as like favorite memories so far, you know, there's been some great ACC series at home at English Field this year. Uh, what would your, as a whole, like? I'm sure you guys have a lot of fun memories this year. But what's your favorite memory so far?
5: Well, there. You say as a whole, there. I there is one game where. We were down five or six, nothing, and this was a Saturday. Who were we playing? Boston College.
2: Yeah. BC Boston,
5: Boston College walk off. There were we didn't have big of a crowd at all. There was probably like fifteen to twenty of us. Um, you know, you know, some we're college students. We like to go and out and, and do other things. So about eighteen of the twenty of us left, and it just happened to be. Me and uh, like two or three other people still there when it was five, nothing going into, I think the seventh or the eighth inning. Um, and we want, you know, want to come back and winning in the ninth inning off a, off a walk-off by uh, Mr. PDK we call him. Um, but I, for, for me, I know that's, I don't know. I don't think they're going to say that that was their favorite memory just because they weren't there. Um, but for me, that was my favorite memory they they might be on the same page with another favorite memory, but like I said, that that one was definitely great. We got the live stream in that game. You see that on the the Instagram. Might as well plug ourselves right now at Dugout Degenerates on Instagram. Sorry, let me fix that. At Dugout on Instagram. But that I, I we put up a live stream video of the end of that game. On that's our last post on Instagram.
4: Um, I I don't have a specific memory from the past. Um, from from a specific game I think, but. This past week, actually, me and Chooch just spontaneously decided to get a group together. and We went down to uh, Johnson City, Tennessee, um, went to the East Tennessee State game, and it was a blast. I had a good time. A lot of the guys that we went with, I haven't really hung out with that much, um, but it was a two and a half drive down there. We started Bass Pro Shops on the way, um, went and got some uh, got some good barbecue, um, and the, the fans there loved us. The parents love us traveling, too. I think we're going to try to go to the Liberty game on Tuesday
5: and we well, kicked and we kicked their ass. Yeah, that was yeah. a that was a slaughter fest. That was so much fun. G- G- Gavin Cross had a game and a half, yeah. and he had a, about twenty family members there too because he's from the area. A whole lot. Was uh, was a good time. Yeah.
4: So definitely, uh, that away game was a lot of fun. For me. I would say, I'm
5: trying to think, definitely, I think it was either the first or second UNC game when we were down like five, six runs. Then we kind of went like a crazy rally towards the end of the game. Uh, came, I think it was another. Kevin Madden walk-off, if I'm not mistaken. That was his first walk-off. Yeah, it was, like, one of the – during the UNC, that walk-off was that – was, that was a real exciting game. And then, two, I'm just thinking back to the Florida State Series. Uh, when we were – we were definitely giving it to a couple kids when they were, were, like, chirping them pretty hard. The one kid was, like, the coach's son. And I remember, like, we had the whole stadium, like, chanting daddy's boy. And then, like, we look over, and, like, one of the moms from – I think Florida State like stood up and like flipped us all off. I'm like, all right, it's it's gone. So I
4: was, I was texting our group chat and that they they hated us. The FSU fans that came up they hated us. And it was the third game, and two outs into the top of the first inning, that's when the FSU moments stood up and flipped us off. So it was literally within the first two outs that we were already living rent-free and in the parents' heads. Not even the not even the team. It was the parents. <laughs>
2: That was a doing the doing the job of getting in their head. That's what you guys God, were doing.
4: Yeah. the the mental warfare. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so you I got know, I got a, a
4: few
2: more questions for you guys. So, um, Joe, you mentioned the road game, road warriors. Are you guys coming to Charlotte for HCCS in a few weeks? I live in Charlotte, by the way. That's why I'm that's why I'm plugging. Okay. That. I think I'm gonna make an appearance. It
5: uh, yeah. what what's no, the dates on those?
2: I think it's like the 17, um, I'll, I'll send it over to you guys.
5: Okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, it definitely would be on the table. We probably have to look at our schedule to see what we have going on, but think, we'll for yeah, yeah we like you said, we'll definitely be a handful of us. will be at Liberty this Tuesday, but the weekend trips are definitely a little bit more difficult for us just because, you know, uh, we do, we do. Yeah. We do still uh, have schoolwork. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember who was uh, uh, announcing, uh, I lays. I was taking an exam at the time, but I still had the game on TV. And I, I remember him saying, uh, I took out DJ and showed up a little bit late today. I'm sure they were getting all of their schoolwork done. And then like him and the other announcer just started laughing together. Like, come on, man. Like, we're not, we're, we're good. We're good students. <laughs> we're, we do our schoolwork too. Like some of the, as we're leaving, some of the like ticket attendance people are like, Come on! I'm like, where were you guys today? There's not as many you guys here. I'm like, Miss, like it's a Wednesday at three o'clock. Like we 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 have classes. (laughs) We we can't we can't be taking classes. I mean, with online classes, I guess we could be on our class in the the bleachers. But you know, try to try to explain that to some people. It's like I I apologize that I couldn't cheer on the baseball team at noon on a Tuesday. But maybe next week I'll just skip my class for you. Oh, that's yeah. classic. It's 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 a little difficult to make the 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 weekend but if we if if it works with us, of course we'll we'll be there.
2: Yeah, we'll we'll figure that out. Um, and then last thing, guys. So we do Sharky shoutouts on every episode. Uh, shoutouts brought to you by Sharky's Blacksburg. Who are you gonna shout out? Dugout gens Who we got? Justin. We'll start with you. Out, out. Uh, Anything you want to plug? Anything you got going on? Anything that uh, you know? I don't know if uh, if dugout Dgens does recruitment or like you know. I'm sure you guys uh, want to cast a wide net on campus here.
5: Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess in terms of recruitment, I guess in kind of you know getting more guys to come to games, I and mean, we're gonna start doing more like Instagram stories and stuff, and like letting people know when games are and stuff like that. Just to try to get more people out. Uh, And then we also, I mean, we talked about this for a while, but we haven't really put together yet, but kind of like unofficial like chirp sheet and, uh, and stuff like that for, for guys to look at. But I would say just kind of keep a lookout for that in the, in the coming weeks, if we get around to putting that together. Uh, I guess you mentioned a plug. Uh, We, we do, we do have these wristbands that we made that say, let's go Hokies on one side and, hashtag dugout dgens on the other um and we actually at first were like oh maybe we should do it and like you know make a little profit off it but we we came to a decision that we want to do it for charity um and we haven't officially like said we're gonna do this one specific charity but we are leaning towards als so we we got a bunch you know a few hundred of these wristbands and at uh the next home series so georgia tech uh we're going to see if we could get some of these sold and see if we could raise a good amount of money for a good cause. So, um, I guess look out for that. We'll be posting something about that on social media. Like I said, it's not a hundred percent certain that it's going to be ALS, but it's definitely what we're leaning towards just because we know in the past, a lot of, uh, like professional baseball organizations have worked with the, um, ALS and raising money for that.
2: Love that. That's fantastic. And if you guys want help with that, you know, we can definitely, uh, we can definitely put out some information on social media and whatnot. Make sure uh, people know about that. Cause that's awesome.
5: Awesome. Thank you.
4: A Thank you. A shout out. I'm going to give a shout out to Jack Hurley, actually for having uh, the meanest flow on the team and also a great mustache. So that'll be my <laughs> shout, out. Yeah, awesome. shout, out,
3: shout
4: out.
5: Shout out the whole team. Yeah, yeah, shout we'll out to the well. whole team. You guys do that yeah. do that as well. Wrap that up. I, those guys are, they've been great. I mean, like I said before, I didn't, None of us had really known anyone on the team prior to this year, and they've been just super cool with reaching out to us, helping us get tickets for the away game in Tennessee. They got us tickets. Um, and for them just being bulldogs, man, fighting back every game, they don't, they don't, they make us not want to leave. You know, it could be easy to, to leave in the third inning of a game when you're down six, seven runs, but that, they're scrappy and they, they fight back. So shout out those guys.
2: Hokies for Hokies, baby. If you haven't been following along, Sam Jesse uh, has been covering Virginia Tech baseball for Sons of Saturday, so follow him uh, and his weekly roundup articles. But, fellas, this was a ton of fun. Uh, really appreciate you guys jumping on here on Sunday night. And uh, go follow DugoutDjens on Instagram, and I will hit you guys up. I think I'm coming for Georgia Tech Saturday, so I'll let you know. Awesome.
5: awesome. Thank, you. Thank you,
2: Pat. Uh, stuff, thanks, guys. You, Pat. Thanks again.
3: Time to wander, tripping in the sand We smoke out windows, drink till we can't stand But I saw you dance like you want to in my head And all that she said is Oh, I know what you're thinking Please don't notice, let's Trash to